Hello folks, Tyler here. We're looking to do a big surge on iTunes. We really want to push the old iTunes, you know, get us up the charts a bit, because I know you lot are lovely and supporting all over. Um, so if you fancy it, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, make sure to leave a five-star review and a couple of lovely words as well, just to uh, you know, help us up a bit more and get that extra bit of support. Thank you very much. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello, and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. We look through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm, of course, your host, Ty McRae, and joined me, as always, is my good friend, Cal Reader. Cal, um, I've, I've already used the rule of six joke there, but um, are you keeping... Oh, you've been saying lockdown, sort of, uh, it's God. It just never ends, Cal. It just never ends. Just wh- how how the hell are you? I'm okay. I don't have I don't have more than six friends, so it's fine. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Same old, plodding along, getting those Corona curves up. When I took a break off my broken exercise bike, um, oh, I've not heard of that one yet. I've... Yeah, so it's it's. It makes a weird noise as though it's ripping, and I kind of like in my head where I'm just kind of like dying on it. I'm just like, oh, hang on, this is a bit of a tune. This, all right, yeah, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. <laughs> and then as soon as I finish, like the rest of my family are just like, thank fuck for that. I was just like, all oh, right, why? He's like, no, because it's just noisy as fuck. I just can't hear anything. Like <laughs> the episode we're going to be reviewing today is Team Homer from season seven, episode twelve. Directed by Mark Kirkland, written by Mike Scully, with the original air date being January the 7th, 1996, and the couch gag being that the Simpsons run to the couch gag, then get a little camera zoom to a little hole, and then a mice equivalent of all the Simpsons family run in and have their own little show start there. And uh, as I always say, to kick starters off, um, do you have any initial memories or anything nostalgic from um, this little bowling escapade? Uh, it's it's an alright episode. I think the first time I watched it, it was um, I don't know if I was just went in the right mindset or what, but um, it, it, it's okay. It's kind of like a bit of a drag. But the second time I watched it now, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it, if I'm honest. Um, I thought it was obviously there's the classic t-shirt and stuff, a bowling shirt. I don't know if you've ever worn a bowling bowling shirt, bowling neck shirt. It's ones what I kind of tend to wear now they're very very comfortable uh very flowing it's, it's a good episode it's got a few funny jokes here and there i've got a few stories behind some of the stuff what happens in it um which we'll get to when a good old classic cal tangent um but yeah it, it's, it's an all right episode what about yourself for me um it's a solid episode um but i feel like compared to my favorites well, let's say I should know every single scene of every single line from a favourite episode. I know a lot of the jokes and everything else from this. Um, just two really um, solid stories that have, um, you know, been struck together in this episode. But it's not in my, probably not in my top 10 or 20, but there's a lot of um, memorable stuff in here. Like, in as sort of basic and as very um, sitcom-y as it is. Oh, the characters do bowling or you know they go uh, hunting or on a camping trip it's you know one of those stock sitcom um, storylines there but um i think it works reasonably well yeah definitely i think it's de- it's definitely like a strong episode it's not like i don't think it's anyone's favorite out there personally uh, if it is you well you're wrong um 
but you know it's it's definitely a strong it's got good good strong humor in it and how we kick off the episode is um uh well i'll be honest folks i think it's a bit of a weak kickoff we have um barton millhouse and the comic book guys store you know the androids dungeon and they're looking through magazines they find the new issue of mad magazine and they instantly go to the folding they're just trying to guess what the punchline is uh what is it what do corporate executives um pray to i'll say god i'll Cor- say jesus corporate executives and uh televisional evangelicals that's it and it's the right, almighty the dollar you fold it you bought it and um i suppose you know what i'll say it's functional it's not the strongest opening but it gives you bars you know ban the bath and all the iron on madness um t-shirt prints and what have you I will say I did enjoy Homer just um, being an arsehole and not coming up with any smart um, punchlines. No proper um, snappy comebacks to stupid questions. No, it's just him slagging off Marge and Bart. Yeah, it's it's it kind of shows Homer as the idiot what he is really. Um, I, you, you know, it's it's a bit of a weird start of an episode really because it, yes. it, it's like, whether or not you know the uniform stuff tended should have been like the main plot and it, it also it started out as the main plot and then it just didn't really develop into anything um and then they kind of bowled this bowling idea got there instead well i don't know really um but it's it kind of it feels as though it, it, they were trying to make it better than it was and then they realized halfway through it was just a bit of a dumb thought really and then get, gets rid of it because it I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling because I, I can't even think about what I'm trying to say. Um, well, they could have just started with Homer at the bar saying, oh, you know, where is everyone? And then they could have just ha- had somehow get, you know, Bart to have the print on. I guess. It's just, it's very, I don't know. It's not, it's not, a, it's not the best. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are now at Moe's Tavern as well with uh, Homer there just on his lonesome. He's even asking, you know, where are, you know, Barney and Lenny and Carl? Oh, you know, they're all with the mistresses there. So Mo concedes he's going to shut down the old dump. And um, it's essentially all the Kennedy, sorry, all the Quimby family, they're, um, I do like that voice. I don't think I've ever really spoke about it before, but I do love the Quimby Kennedy voice there. You know, I know I am, Mira, going to drink you under the, oh, I just like the collective, oh, as well. Oh, yeah, no, it is good. He's a very underused character, I think. Um, have we done the Chowder? Have we done that episode? We have yet? not. No, no. no. What with Freddy? I think no. that should be an, that should definitely be an upcoming one because it's. Um, I think it's a classic. What doesn't really get much love, really. No, the there are str- there's a lot of strong moments there, and there's plenty of meme worthy moments there. Moe's busy shutting it down, and Homer goes, "All right, you know, I guess I'll go home. The kids are going to stop worrying about his, their daddy." By any sort of <laughs> self-righteous husband no god please there's got to be somewhere we can go and um where's i guess the last resort what is the last resort for them cal uh they get to the bowling alley but uh it's barney's uncle i can't remember what it's called um what is it called you know oh frig i want to say it's a mitch or a stanley but it's probably nowhere near no uh they go to the bowling alley which to be fair you know bowling's good shout um i know it gets a lot of play play in america i don't know if it i assume it's quite big over there but it's um i enjoyed it i think it's uh, I, I do enjoy a good bowl occasionally um 
But, you know, I think it, we've all done it, really. You know, bars are closing. You just end up in a really random fucking place. My dad works away quite a lot, and he, he tends to go to a gay bar, which kind of, you know, don't think he's got a job anymore, to be fair. He just kind of goes to the bar. All but, right. Um, like Homer, yeah. does he look for the fire exit in the gay bar <laughs> to enjoy the death trap? I'll just maybe decide that. Um, uh, I don't know. No, um, but we've all ended up in like really weird, random places. I ended up in like a real a gaming bar uh, the other the other week. It was pretty chill. It was just nice. I ended up getting signed up to ta- War of Tanks. Got a free drink. Panics oh, could have any drink off the menu. And there was loads of expensive, loads of cocktails. But because obviously COVID, no menus, I panicked and got a Budweiser. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. What's the, weird, what's the weirdest place other than like a field or something? Like, what's the weirdest place you've ended up? Uh, I think I was probably doing the rounds around Camden, um, visiting a couple friends down there, and there was this weird sort of um, it's like a disused um, sort of railway sleeper hut, and it's okay. been converted into a bar, and then you get to see um, some of the freight trains like about. You know, a few hundred meters away, just go past, or they're busy. You know, just um, sleeping in the yard, and it's very surreal. It's like um, it's like a mission out of the Warriors, where you had to tag the sides of trains. <laughs> you just got to go there, and you know, neck a few pints there, and enjoy all the sediment around you. But it's it's very obscure area, but like I really enjoyed it. Never went back there, but um, yeah, it's really mm. just stuck in my mind there. That just made me think of that time where Homer's trying to find a new bar. And he goes to that really dingy one, and he just he's like, he said, "Can I get a glass?" It's okay. He's like, oh, "Can I get a clean glass?" Go, he goes, oh, "Okay, my majesty." <laughs> but for Bowen as well, I mean, Bowen's a solid, uh, you know, night out there, a nice little weekend thing. Really, we sort of do it for birthdays and occasions uh, most of the time. But um, oh, I'm trying to think. Lane nine or lane seven in Sheffield. Uh, if you like your. Yes. Sort of casual bowling and everything else, ski ball as well, ping pong as well. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm quite a dab hand at it there. I'm usually about first to second. I'm not getting every single strike, but I'm able to play the game. Mo and Homer are at Barney's Bowlerama now, and the squeaky voice teen's there, and he goes, Sorry, we're out of lanes. I can't even give one to my own mother. And a weird bit of canon that they introduce just in the peak there, just it's lunchly Doris his son is squeaky voice teen she even gives it a i have no son <laughs> it's yeah i was thinking that it's 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 nice to have these like tertiary characters as kind of more connected really um and it kind of brings up the wider you know the wider world a little bit it's quite nice and i'll um i'll definitely cut in mo's um speech here but um what he goes through life trying not to spit and punch people in the face just for some snot-nosed punk just to say you're not on the team and you can't have a lane. What do you think I am? Dirt? Yeah, well, I'm definitely not that starboard dirt. Yeah, it's loaded with nutrients there. Now, I've been gardening a lot over the past summer months and helping the family whilst I'm still here before I'm in my own sort of flat, my own commune, fingers crossed, 2021. More fucking COVID ruined than that. But you got to have your banging soils there. If you want your tunipers and your clematises to grow, you can't have no basic dirt. You can't have basic shit, cow. You've got to go for some grocery or some, you know, uh, super Good old grass. diarrhea shit. Get some compost out there. Hey, you know what? Chicken feed, chicken shit manure really helps with the booster plants there. 
I sound like um, Charlie Dimmick there, but with a slightly small cleavage. But yeah, I've really got into that during lockdown. So I can resonate more with, you know, feeling like dirt. Homer with a very cool line. You know, he just wants something to do there. And Apu's even saying, I'm sick of being you know, shunned. I just want, you know, somewhere to get away from the kids and the noise. But I don't want to be a league bowler. I want to be a league bowler and a cute little... Um, all the pins light up right above him there, giving him a little idea. And why don't they become a team, Cal? This ragtag bunch of misfits. But um, uh, what I mean, how how are they going to sign up? Well, they're missing one person, aren't they? Unfortunately, um, you know, I, I've been there before, where you just kind of like, oh, there's four of us. Well, you need five of you. Well, fuck you then. I'm not going to join your church, squire. Um, <laughs> So then you just kind of look look over, see Otto at the uh, claw machine, um, and then claim him as one of his. his Not the long haired freak, he's been born with him for yeah. years. But and... then you need the uh, $500, because that's quite a lot. That's, even in like today's money, that's quite a lot for just for like a tea. I guess it's like, what, one, two, five each? I guess it's not that much, to be fair. You get continued yeah. access to lanes and shit. I'm trying to think, um, like, doing five-side football, well, when I used to do it every week, way, way back, um, God, even the most that was was £70 a year. So I'm just thinking, like, $500 for for our season, which, what, is a few months? Like, half the year? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. That doesn't even include booze and onion rings and all the other glory of it. Yeah, that bit a little bit later on, where they go, it's $5 a bottle. And I was just like, oh... (laughs) We even get a nice little setup of a thread with um, Otto trying to win something from the claw machine then, the lobster harmonica. $500, they won't take the out-of-state two-party bad check. So uh, Homer is going to pimp himself out to his own wife. <laughs> Fantastic, you like this. It is. It's... The one thing I don't understand is, is, not to be very nitpicky, but like, where's the window? How's it like? So, yeah, so it's right in front of them when it should be at the side. You're right. Yeah. I guess it could be just the, like the light or whatever, the angle of the thing, but it's just like, no, it's, 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 it's the, oh, I've got another idea. It's straight cut off. Uh, no, I will not pay you $500 for sex. <laughs> well, you yeah. get something out of me and then I get, uh, you get something out of it as well. It's I mean, weird. Have that yeah. <laughs> what did she say? She said something as well. It's sick and I don't have that money for sex. <laughs> good for her being sex worker positive but you know it's just a bit too steep it's too, a bit too rich for yeah. her blood but she suggests you know well, why don't you try you know asking Mr. Burns for money and such and again like a thread of um, you know, statements that just don't get solved and that leading to jokes well only like last week asked him for $9,000 what why? $1,500 $1,500 wait why oh now I've got to get the third degree from you too <laughs> I've been in that situation before, where it's just like, why don't you ask that person? Well, I can't, because of what happened last week, what happened last week, so I've just got none of, nothing to do with you, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> We're now kicking off our B-plot, folks, we're at Springfield Elementary, and um, it's just another normal lesson, and Bart, like, your proper shits at school, and your attention seekers, oh boy, really labour delivery, it's so hard, I gotta take my shirt off, and He's got his print on, Cal. Down with homework. And this, like, just sends the class into a frenzy. Um, did you pick out, like, what was happening during the chaos? 
no, I just saw more go mental. Yeah, Please books. Please pray so. Uh, books getting thrown. Ralph's eating glue. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as they tip over the desk, flames. Oh, I'm going to be that prick this episode, aren't I? There's a few inconsistencies. Why is Ralph in Bart's class? Yeah, he's in Lisa's. He's, he's in the Lisa's. year below. There's one a little bit later where Rod... Uh, is it Rod or Todd? I think it's Rod. Um, Rod's in the school when they don't go to that school. They go to, like, a Christian school, private school. Oh, so yeah, it. they do. I am that asshole. You, you're going to have to have that genius at work shut on and keep asking. I hope some, someone got fired for that blunder. Very, very conveniently, um, Seymour's having his um, sort of offstead inspection by um, Superintendent Chalmers. You know, oh, there's going to come at a better time and they milk it for everything it's worth. Well, I see nothing wrong here. It's a perfect visit. And um, he starts with the zero cow. Who does that? Starts yeah. with the zero and then a little line to indicate the one, and they get absolutely stampeded. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all these children? Ow, 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 ow. As I was saying, my yearly evaluation couldn't have come at a better time. Well, Seymour, I must say for once, I am impressed. In fact, I am going to give this school a perfect ten. I'll just write the zero first. Now a vertical line to indicate the one. Winner? Why are there children walking on my head? I mean, I guess we'll have a brief talk because it's a proper feature. I love Chalmers. Yeah, Chalmers fantastic. And his character got better with the later seasons as well. And just, yeah, they never took him away from Skinner and it just works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Uh, I like the episode where um, where Skinner gets fired, and it, they go higher than Super uh, than Chalmers, and he's that really fucking psycho guy. Oh, uh, Leopold, yes, Leopold, and he's just like play by Dan. Uh, what's what's his surname? Castle yeah. And he's just like, listen, hey, you little punks. Here's your new teacher, Marge Simpson. Yeah, we reviewed that one. <laughs> We're not going to screw with. But I just like how, like, the further you go up the uh, up the trail, this is more and more psychotic people. So Skinner apprehends Bart because, of course, it's him. Um, and he re- even realizes the exact magazine. You know, we meet again, Mad Magazine. And I'll cut in here. It's my favorite moment of the episode, folks. Skinner's forever expanding, deep expanding uh, Vietnam history there, being in the Viet Cong. So, we meet again, Mad Magazine. How do you know it's for Mad? The year was 1968. We were on recon in a steaming Mekong Delta. An overheated private removed his flak jacket, revealing a t-shirt with an iron-on sporting the Mad slogan, up with miniskirts. Well, we all had a good laugh, even though I didn't quite understand it. But our momentary lapse of concentration allowed... Charlie to get the drop on us. I spent the next three years in a POW camp, forced to subsist on a thin stew made of fish, vegetables, prawns, coconut milk, and four kinds of rice. I came close to madness trying to find it here in the States, but they just can't get the spices right. Uh, my punishment? Hmm? Oh, I'm going to have to think about that. Meanwhile, wear this home. And boss, whoa, how do you know it's from Mads and... I'm, I, can't, I can't even quote all of it, but essentially, um, one of his war buddies, War One, saying up with miniskirts, even though he didn't get it. <laughs> just naive, 
poor wet behind the ears Skinner, but that allowed Charlie to get the drop on him. And it sounds he just got captured, and there's nothing barbaric or anything. And the only thing that's literally, forgive the pun, stewing in his mind is not being able to get the <laughs> stew get with out. four kinds of rice and the recipe. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a hashtag cancel Tyler with fucking shit puns. Jesus man. <laughs> but you know, they just can't get the spices right, cow, and then Bar just cuts them off and they get the lovely um was it the shadow through the blinds as well. As the zoom just tightens, tightens, tightens in there. Um yeah, my absolute favourite bit from this cow. What about yourself? What do you think of this? It's a fantastic part. I think part of Skinner's charm is when they kind of play on his PTSD, I guess. Um, and there's all, like, old war stories and stuff. And stuff. Obviously, retcon in the Tanzan uh, Armarian, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, but I like these old little, like, ranty, psycho fucking rages of his pow- uh, POA, uh, POW camp stories. Because yeah. there's a few dotted here and there throughout the What's season, your favourite well. Skinner Vietnam memory? Uh, there's one where they're at a, uh, he starts a fair. Uh, he calls it the happiest place on earth. And some lawyers come up to him, and he says, uh, "You don't know who you're messing with." Yeah, they're trying to sue him over the Walt Disney Corporation. Um, so then he goes, "You don't know who you're messing with," and he goes, "What? A high school principal? A elementary school principal?" He goes, "No, a." Oh, what is he fucking? Oh, it's an ex-green beret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he just rambos him. And then yeah. your fellow tries to escape and just lobs the briefcase at him. <laughs> I think mine is... Um, I quite like um, in the one where they've snowed into the school and then the elephant eats your man whilst he's trying not yeah. to just talk about candy bars. Or um, the Valentine's Day one. It is no joke. And on Valentine's Day, um, his, mate, his mate gets shot. Brutally yeah. like Apocalypse Now, just Johnny. Johnny! Johnny! Johnny. <laughs> We're back. We're actually now in the nuclear power plant, and Burns has gone through a bit of discomfort. Um, Having his nails filed off, he can still feel the, you know, the push of the emery board. Get me some more ether, Smithers. And Smithers is gone whilst um, Burns is having the last bits from the rag. And um, Homer pops in, asking for money, and Burns is off his tits. Who does he think he sees? Uh, the uh, fucking Ghostbusters guy. Uh, Popping fresh. Popping fresh. There we go. Thank you. You uh, this little doughboy. boy. <laughs> he starts poking him, but he just pokes him in the eye. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> I like um, Burns's hopped out design. Like his mouth is really agape there. Like jaw is swinging. He's completely out of it and. Um, He's just so jolly. They just need, like he says, they need that burns all the time. Ever so, and like, he even shakes his little tummy and the little foley you get from it. He gives it, he asks him for the $500, to which he eagerly accepts uh, and gives him the money, to which, much to Homer's shock, and he runs outside to one of my uh, favourite parts of it. Mr. Burns, uh, I uh, was wondering if you'd like to sponsor my bowling team. For five hundred dollars. Oh, I certainly pop and fresh. I I owe my robust physique to your tubes of triple bleached goo. Woohoo! Hey everybody! If you want to ask Burns for a favor, now's the time! He's doped up or dying or something! 
Uh, excuse me, I'd like to request $17 for a push broom rebristling. Why, it's that delightful TV leprechaun. I'm going to get you a lucky charms. Oh no, my brains. When he runs outside, he goes, If you need a favor from Burnsies, I have a doped up a dying or something. And runs away. Uh, and poor old Mole Man <laughs> goes in and asks for $17 for a new bristle replacement. To which uh, it is Aoife Hayes sees him as a fucking leprechaun. It's the delightful TV leprechaun. I'm going to get your lucky charms. And he comes on with a drill. And the foley is great, but it's so yeah. gruesome. And it has to be Mole Man. I've started to tie together now. Um, obviously couldn't do it when I was a lot younger. But just watching any episode and just seeing Mole Man, you know something horrible is going to happen to him. <laughs> or something tragic. And whenever I just saw him popped up, I was like, oh no, it's that scene. The woman who plays Marge, Julie... Um, is it Julie? Kavner, yeah. I'm terrible with names, listeners, as I'm sure you can tell from listening over the many years. Um she recently turned 70. I'm just like, they're almost yeah, dying I saw that off on before Twitter. it gets cancelled. But like, because her voice, if you do listen to, if you do watch newer episodes, which I, occasionally I do, if there's nothing else on, I'll throw one on. And, you know, they're, they're not as great. They're, they're by no way terrible. Some of them obviously are, but like, you know, they are watchable. Um, not as good as the classic episodes, but her, her, her voice sounds older. I must say. Yeah, it's, it's... like, you can't ignore that, and, like, she's trying yeah. the best with her ability, but you can't sort of hide the fact she sounds like she's getting through 20 Benson and Hedges, but, um... Yeah. But it's like, um, James Earl Jones in Rogue One. Um, yeah. Because, obviously, he's, like, 2,000 years old, so... You sound when you get older, your voice gets bassier, and you just you sound more like an old man or an old woman, like, mm. it's a given. We're jumping into Act 2, and the boys are going off to their first competition, the first bout, um, if you will. And it's a real rinky-dink Mickey Mouse job they've got there. Um, they're just writing pin pals um, on the back of their shirts and just wondering. They're really awkward. The music cue's great as well. Um, you just got the sensation that they shouldn't be here, and they're really, you know, really anxious about, can they do this? They even get the Channel 6 team laughing at them. Um yeah, this, I mean, I, this has definitely happened to me, especially with um, like doing the five sides or doing any sort of um, sort of new society or new activity thing. You think, oh, there's a group of people there. Shall I talk to them? Oh, they're they're a bit too big now. Uh, I'll just try this one person. Are they part of the group? Are we going to run or play football? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been there. I never really did any exercises. One of my bigger regrets of my short tenure in university. Um, I'm a very to, to be fair. I'm I'm a chatty person. I can kind of get a conversation out of fucking rock if I want wanted to. Um, but I do understand that that situation when you walk in, you just feel like everybody's looking. Yes. Yeah. But the boys, um, they're gonna have to take on Channel Six there, and Otto's, you know, mean player there. Although he says don't choke, immediately <laughs> chokes. He's got the uh, what legendary seven ten split there. You forgot. I I just forgot. You kind of brushed over um, one of my favourite Kent lines. This is in their outfits suck. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. They're all coming at him there. Who can't uh, can't can't live with this kind of uh, 
bring downs all night. It just wipes a tear away. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that bit. The little shed a tear in the iron moat, yeah. and Hum goes, "Oh come on! If you leave now, you'll never know how badly we'll get beaten." Yeah, that's the kind of thing that haunts you forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's just in a new addition to our worst dress list. Those guys. <laughs> oh, forget this. I am far too fragile to withstand an evening of barbs like that. Oh, come on. If we quit now, we'll never know how badly they're going to beat us. Yeah, you're right. That's the kind of thing that would haunt you. They're coming at it with a negative mindset, and even Moe's getting on it, uh, Otto, but Homer's has to be the team leader here. You know, we'll come up with a chant. We've got to help each other out. That'll be our motto. I love this little chant, just the cadence and the perfect timing of it. And, you know, straight bars here. They even rhyme, you know, um, go to my place. Oh, what is it? Apu with gelato. Oh, oh, get uh, Mo, get your blotto. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. You can do it, Otto. 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 Help each other out. That'll be our motto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. Make this fair. I give you free gelato. Then back to my place, where I will get your blotto. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. You, you can, can do it. it. Guys, I made the spare. We won. Those beers are $5 a piece. It's a little sesh. It's a big celebration for the little guys. And um, big, big energy here. Big um, going to London for the day and the night sesh here. Those beers are $5 a piece. Would it be more like, what, seven quid a piece now? Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 with certain bowls, it tends to be about between four and five dollars. Their pounds. I remember one of my favourite books, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, my favourite novels of all time. I read it more, at least once a year. Um, it's a very timeless book, but there's a bit in it what, what just kind of ages it really quickly at the beginning, where Arthur Dent goes to uh, the local pub and orders five pints of... Uh, sorry, four prefects. Uh, orders four, five pints of bitter and some peanuts and pays with a five-pound note and says, keep the change. And the barman's like, are you serious? This is so much money. It's just like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> your heart sinks every time you read. Can I go on a session like 1979, please? <laughs> so Homer's busy explaining his victory to Marge. You know, getting the story straight. Seven ten split, hardest one in uh, Bowen. But I came up with a chant that had us win the game, and Marge is cutting through it like a great journalist would do. Well, who knocked down the pins? I don't know. With Otto, and rightfully so, gives him like all the credit for that. Um, <laughs> big game decision must be really amazing <laughs> that's a seven test but no marge wow <laughs> we're back at springfield elementary and uh skinner's holding a massive uh assembly hall saying oh you know we've had that uh inflammatory shirt no no don't try and remember it and i'm just trying to think i think the only thing we got um put into an assembly hall like emergency meeting you're not going to do this was um primary school and it was hmm. uh, South Park the movie, and the Uncle Fucker okay. song, and everyone um, in I think everyone in my school was singing it. Or then we knew that song. I think it's more of an American thing, anyway, really. But I'm, I assume in both schools you went to your uniforms. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we did as well. We had 
shirt and tie in, in uh, secondary as well. Um, we had one. We only really had one big assembly about about it in primary in primary school as well, and we, we just started learning about uh, World War Two, and then some German kids joined our school. And we had to be pulled aside not to call them Nazis. Because... Oh, I bet that went down really well. <laughs> Not all Germans were Nazis, all right. Like, yeah, probably their parents, their grandparents were. Arguably their parents as well. But they're not anti-Semitic. It's fine. Just treat them okay. Personally, I'm very for uniform because obviously, you know, in school perspective, um, it's, you know, some kids aren't as rich as, as others. Um, it, as everyone is like the blank standard, it kind of, you, you know, it, it, it stops bullying and such like that. But then yeah. in a work, working environment, I've not worn, I've not had to wear a uniform for work for maybe four or five years now. I, I honestly miss it. When I used to work in, a, in, oh, a, really? in, a, in an independent, yeah, because... Obviously, working from home it doesn't really matter anymore. But like the fact that you've got to kind of remember what you got, you got to remember what, what shirts you're wearing. There's only so, there's only so many, you know, because we don't have a smart, you know, it's we don't have a uniform in a perspective of it has to be smart or casual or anything like that. Or smart casual. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to wear Hawaiian shirts. I work in bereavement. Like I was just like happy guy of fucking death, sick about sick about my hair or whatever. But when I worked in like an independent coffee shop uh it was a bit of a nightmare because all my clothes didn't smell of food and coffee and shit and then like mm. same with working in the office you know i've got to mix up my shirts i can't wear the same oh, one twice the pressure people will be watching stuff like that i i'm very for a few a uniform or like having if you're wearing like smart casual you know that's basically your uniform really and i think it's just, it kind of you can it's easier then to unwind from working because you know you, you you're basically taking off the shell, you're taking off the yes. armor kind of thing. So because of Bart, um, they have to have uniforms. He even gets a little boot whilst everyone's giving him shit in the uh, papers, and they stick on little Spanish flea and Martin <laughs> Prince. My God, he's in his little element here. Look at his smug little face. <laughs> he's loving every second, really. He's just. But Lisa's absolutely hating it. Like, she knows what's going to happen. She's so awkward. Having to dress up as this, what, French girl with a plastic saxophone, a little beret. And um, she even gets the boot, you know. The Simpsons, you know, got to have the same punishment. Gets her boot thrown at her as well. And what are these sizes, Cal? Extra small or extra large? It's like Black Friday at Boohoo online or ASOS just... Oh, and now we've run out of extra large. Like, who's that helping? But we used to, like, like my mum used to do it all the time. Where she'd just be like, she'd buy three sizes too big. And it's like, you're growing it. It's, it's, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> mum, I stopped growing like five years ago. What you We get a nice little montage of uh, the pin pals on their winning ways. And I guess the highlight is, uh, what is it? that's it, the Springfield Police Framers. They're going to unleash the secret weapon cow, Snake. They get the cuffs on him. And, um, he takes the steps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And right down right down the alleyway and through the little door. Bye. And they forfeit. But who are they gonna face, Cal? Who are they gonna make in the final? The um what the fuck's the name? The church people. Oh the holy rollers. There we go. 
with angelic lighting and music and everything else, uh, even when Ned doesn't quite get a strike, um, God boy can't get a strike, um, God is on his side everywhere, like, electrocutes Homer through the little, um, computer tannoy bit there as well, <laughs> always working in his way, and the kids are disappointed with having to wear the uniforms they're given out at home, saying, oh, they made us, you know, um, uh, they suck, oh, who taught you that language, who taught them that language, Cal? Uh, it was Homer, of course, yeah, those people were sucked, that team were sucked last night, they were the suckiest, suckiest, uh, <laughs> of, of all. <laughs> Homer's, you know, that's loser talk, and my team aren't losers. We're gonna win the championship. Straight cuts to Burns saying, "Oh, stop everything." Can't remember, you know, except in a check for Bowen. Uh, no, sir, that's uh, Bowen. Oh, yes, it's a uh, very important. That's something I could do with. Oh no, wait! I'll just carry on with the checks, and then we get the same little cut again. Did they stop everything? And this time it is Bowen to uh, his good friend Poppin' Fresh, and ah, oh, the. What is it? The little scanning checking system they've got here as well. <laughs> how that's amazingly accurate, Cal. Can you remember like how accurate it is? Is it a forty-four point six billion chance of? Yeah, uh, I think that's bang on. Pops Freshenmeyer, just the oldest, most farmery-looking man, or Homer Simpson, which is the perfect figure. For, like, how did they get that Pops Fresh um, little um, statue as well? Just to perfectly fit Homer, it's a mystery. Burns decides to piss on their parade there. I know Smithers hits him with a misappropriation. Da, da, da. Oh, it's embezzlement. Oh, I don't like them seeing them enjoying their embezzlement. And um, I got one for you, sir. Misappropriation. I need to use that line more. I, I don't really hear people saying misappropriation, like extortion and embezzlement, but I've got to work that into my own vernacular there, Cal. Yeah, I think it needs to be more of a thing, definitely. Did you pick up, um, like when Smithers goes, Simpson, and he's walking Burns over, <laughs> did you catch the great bit of um, foe of Homer chucking the bowling ball in here and like, ah, in the background, a poor woman. Simpson. <laughs> Listen here. I want to join your team. You want to join my what? You want to what, his team? I've had one of my unpredictable changes of heart. Seeing these fine young athletes reveling in the humiliation of a vanquished foe. Mm, I haven't felt this energized since my last uh, bowling. I keep forgetting that every time I watch this and it just absolutely kills me. Well, it's a bit awkward because, you know, um, it's Homer's boss there. But, you know, we'll give him an honest try. And if he's not uh, up to any good, we'll kick him out. Can't do anything else. And Burns tries. He definitely tries, Cal, doesn't he? He does. And he's not good at all. Do you like um sort of the Burns's weak tropes that we see throughout episodes there? Where he's just got the strength uh, of a baby. Yeah. I think it just works with his variance of ages and such like that. I think I was talking I can't remember who I was talking to it about it the other day. I think it might have been I think it was you. Um it might have been you. Like the age of, of, of Burns. Uh and um I one of my favorite episodes of it is is when it's Homer's Bolden, and it it cuts close to my heart. I'll be honest. Um, but when Homer gets the hair shampoo or grows his hair back, and then rather than getting sacks, um, Homer's embezzled quite a lot of money from the nuclear power plant. I think this is what's oh yeah really gaining from. Um, 
but he kind of at the end of it is a nice heart to heart with him and he goes I understand what it's like uh, to go bold at a young age and he says how um, uh, how old do you think I am and he goes I don't know 104 he goes, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, did he say he's 82 I'm only What's... 81 yeah 81 it. yeah so I, I prefer that kind of like, you know, he's that old rather than the ridiculousness of his, he's actually a millennia old. My favourite bit of Burns sort of being this frail, fragile mess is um, Smithers just, oh fuck, gotta do something. <laughs> Runs up and kicks and beats the shit out of the pins and welcome aboard. Oh, it wasn't any easier. And that's how we end that second act and we go into the third act and I guess we'll just talk about the whole of the B plot and how it gets wrapped up. We have the kids, you know, like absolute drones. It's like 1984. They're just trunching and marching lesson to lesson. You know, tidiness is down. You know, back chat is down. And uh, they've even begun blinking in unison, Cal. Yeah, it's just, it's just disgusting sound, isn't it? It's just like, like you said, the folly of it is fantastic. But it's horrible. It's just this horrible fish-like sound. Yeah, and just skin it. Oh, I love that sound. All the kids are completely drained of life and colour and emotion. And Bart's not even himself. He's not even um, willing to catapult and, you know, hit um, Miss Crabapple's booty when she bends over. Miss Crabapple, do you mean Miss Thickapple? I was trying to think of a word. Miss Thickapple. Thickapple, yeah. Damn, boy. Miss Crab Peach, more like. No. I will see myself out. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Tyler um, <laughs> had to do something else. But we even get a Nelson, a very unique ha-ha, where he, ha-ho. Ah, ho? He's even lost his mojo. Um, but, you know, Superintendent Charmos is around again for the, I guess, monthly check, it must be. Um, and, you know, oh, well done. You've got these thoughtless, you know, absolute drones that will go into the processing agents and what have you there. Bit of an attack, but uh, I'll let that slide. Not an agent anymore. So <laughs> stick that, Charmers. But um, this is a perfect score. And then little drips of rain. Oh, well, can't control the weather. No, no, you can't. And they just start to laugh idiotically. And then the colours start to run, don't they, Cal? They do, and they go fucking fantastic, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, they go into this really nice. Color. Ow, 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 ow. Skinner! Why aren't these uniforms color fast? I don't understand it. I got them at the same place I buy mother's dresses and be... <gasps> Good Lord, mother's in the park. Now this I gotta see. We're into the final bit now. We're into the climax of the show, folks. Uh, it's the Holy Rollers versus the Pin Pals and, you know, oh, shy words. You know, I'm a wrestling fan. I like my entrances. I like the Holy Rollers entrance and their attire there. Like, they come in, they stop, and they look up, and it's a godly light there. Ah, Brilliant showmanship. It's 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 fantastic. It really is. Um, it's very uh, holy hand grenade kind of thing from. Uh, yes, Manic that's Life. a perfect comparison. You're right. Oh, I forgot to ask, uh, just say as well. The tune up matches. Uh, they aren't. Go- they didn't go so well for the pin pals there. Um, my fa- I think my favorite team throughout the whole of this is uh, the stereotypes. So you have got Luigi. You've got um, Willie, Sea Captain, and um, Cletus. Mamma mia, Hoodman! Army mateys! Arr! Oh, they begged me to join their team. Begged me! Moe's got a little plan for Burns. You know, they don't want him. That's the absolute last thing they want there. So, um, what's going to happen with Burns? 
Uh, he's got a, like a like a pulled limp, like a limp knee, uh, and it's, it, it, he, he just thinks, "Oh no, I can't play this time. I'm going to have to pull out of the game." Um, <laughs> to which Modan decides he's going to fucking jump him out and hit him in the knee, to which cures his fucking knee. It's just like a perfect hit right into the bend of the knee. Take that, and then. He's like Moe's so haphazard and lazy that oh for God's sake and like he's just taken off the little uh, bandana mask as well, like not hiding his tracks absolutely. Uh, like oh forget it. Like if it's either Burns or me, Homer they're about to say oh Burns come on, you got to give it a day mate. We can't win without you. But he gives them a really generous gift. Um, now how are you rating this as like iconic Simpsons attire? Would you get this yourself if it wasn't really fucking expensive on Etsy, Cal? What do you think of the Pin Pals Bowen shirt? It's nice. It's very nice. You can tell it'd be nice fabric kind of thing if it was made IRL. Um, it's I, I, Part of me wants one, but I don't think I'd ever wear it anywhere, if I'm honest. But it's, you know, it, it'd be nice as that own, I guess. I'd happily get one. Um, I'd probably stick it in a frame like I did with... Um, I've got a lovely WrestleMania 17 jersey. One from the actual uh, event in, in the stadium it was in there. So that is uh, framed. I've got that in a nice little frame. So that would fit right nice beside it with a nice little bit of Pin Pals merch. So this is one over, well, Apu and Mo. They end up ribbing uh, Homer. And you know, Burns is staying on the team there despite the inevitable loss. So the Holy Rollers are initially ripping them. Burns is just rolling it to the end there, you know. Ooh, bit more to the right next time. Um, yeah, great animation in these last few um minutes, folks. Um, well, that one, that one, he actually steps over the line. It would have been a false thing anyway. Just oh, saying it. I'm that guy. Cow, I did not spot that. Oh no. Did you like um Burns's one shot and then the Holy Rollers four strikes? Yes, it was fantastic. Uh, it's just uh, when he does that quick montage as well. And uh, you think, oh, actually, he's got one. Uh, Burns has got one. Thanks, Homer. Oh, no problem. No. <laughs> They've surprisingly managed to tie. And um, there's only one person left, Cal. It's all on Burnsy. And he's ready to take the shot. And um, I just realised, like, you know, about a couple of years ago, re-watching this and obviously having me proper thinking head on. Um, this is very, not realistic, but this is legit. Like, you get two goes at the end, and if you don't make the second, that's it. So they, well, they build it up well. He misses it, so everything is on the final frame. Everything's on the final throw. Um, tell us, Cal, how does it go? How do we reach this climax? He slowly starts turning one of the uh, one of the balls towards um, the, uh, you know, to the to the to, to the pins, uh, to which two of them then uh, slowly start kind of waddling a little bit. But just at the same time, Tyler, Otto's finally grabbed something from the uh, from the machine. Um, but what it's is it? Do you lo- it's not the lobster harmonica. It's uh, the sort of, I guess, the nut that's holding it all together. Yeah. And he rips it out. And with that, the whole thing comes crashing down. The whole place reverberates like it's a proper earthquake. <laughs> And with that, we have the two pins get knocked down. Burns has won it. For, well, pretty much Otto has 
won it for the team. He was their best player, having getting ruthlessly kicked out. But it doesn't matter, Cal, because what's he got? Uh, he got a he got two pins, which is enough to win the uh, win the competition. And Otto, get, Otto gets his lobster harmonica. Oh yeah, sorry, he gets his lobster harmonica as well. Yes, and I like that the little um, note he plays on it as well. Yes. So the team are celebrating the spoils of their victory, but Burns, I mean, hell, it has to. I mean, this is pretty much resetting, and they're being really cheeky and meta with it. Um, Burns just grabs it and says, oh, no, you mean I won. Oh, I've had one of my, um, you know... Trademark. Ch- trademark return Change of character. heart. That's it, change of heart. Just as you know, the team have put in that great performance. It's for the boxer to grab that, you know, brass ring, grab that championship after sweating bits of disgusting flab. And he just walks off with the trophy. Now, like, I guess modern times... Like, and I've only mentioned this a few times, but I was in the really cool world of Quidditch like a couple years ago. Oh, no! <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm surprised it took you this, that long to make that reference. I thought I'd lead you on a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, with um, thankfully, I managed to win you know, only the one cup, but you get a photo with it, that's it, you're golden. And even like if someone takes the trophy. You know you've won it. Everyone else knows they've won it. Like, um, but it's yeah, it's still really shitty. I mean, what do you think, Cal? I've never won a trophy in entirety of my life. I've always wanted to. I've won a medal. I've won certificates, but they don't really count. But I've always wanted to win some sort of trophy or, or something because I'd I'd put it on my shelves. But so, do you not get to keep the trophy or anything? Do you not get like a repl- replica or anything? Uh, no, you, well, you get a medal, which, um, I've still got, but the trophy would get, I don't know, either the captain has it or you just work out amongst yourselves who has it. We tried a rotation thing and that just did not happen. Yeah, I can imagine. Does after, say, for example, like the next season or whatever, do you have to return the trophy or do you... No, no, a new one gets made every year, so that's cool. So that'll always be with that personal between you know, a couple friends and that so thankfully it's not that tight there is a bit of money saying that it's all like middle class white kids doing it so of course there's a bit of money behind it so homer with one of the best lines in the show oh well i guess some um, people never change or they quickly change and then they quickly change back but it's all right cal they don't need the trophy they've got each other and it's quite a warm embrace oh come here mo and it's really sweet but they can't let it go um They've no. got to get that trophy, Cal. And um, I think that's a good ending because it's very typical it, Simpsons. It's very typical mob mentality. No, we need this shiny trinket. We need this. Yeah. We're very selfish and bitter. You can do it, Homer. You can do it, Homer. But then the dogs obviously maul him to death. Like, oh. He gets so close. They do this really <laughs> well. Like, he's rolling. He's just about to get it. But no, no, he's too shy. He's too short. And they start properly eaten into it well ugh, i guess no one can quick before they're through feeding <laughs> and they just run off like cowards as you would expect with any citizen in springfield <laughs> and that's how we end this episode um i think i've warmed to this a bit more um so yes uh cow please give us your overall critiques your final thoughts and then your own unique rating please yeah i think i think this episode has warmed to me a bit more um 
at first I thought of it as a bit of a nothing episode. Um, you know, but there's there's funny jokes. It's not an awful. It's it's memorable, obviously, for the t-shirt and stuff. I think that's probably the most memorable yes. part, even though there is um, more funny bits in it. Um, it's not one of the strongest episodes, though. So I'm gonna have to give it a uh, three out of five pin pals. All right, magic. Uh, for myself, it's a very solid episode. Um, it's not one of my favourites. I wouldn't say it's uh, great to excellent, but I would say it's very, very good. Um, it's an awkward start, but I like the camaraderie between friends. I like seeing friendships and banter uh, from the sitcoms and in any kind of TV or films there. Um, the B-plot is uh, is actually quite good there. It's, um, it's not a properly memorable one, apart from... Um, the Skinner monologue, which is my favourite, and uh, yeah. how it ends with "Oh, mother's in the park." No, like Skinner holds that together. He's the glue. Um, yeah, he's my favourite part of that. Um, I mean, Burns being Burns, it's just completely. Um, I've got nothing bad to say about that. Um, I like the climax. I like the build up. I like the costumes. Um, I like a lot of things about it. So my initial was going to be a three point five. I'm going to bump mm-hmm. it up to a four. I'm going to go. Okay. And I'm going to go four out of five um, Holy Rollers. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. 